um, the whole kid factor and again, pros and cons. Like I love that when my kids get home from school, they can pop in and even if I'm on a call, I can give them a silent hug or whatever. Um, I get to see them so much more. Certainly I have a much more flexible schedule. It wasn't a huge deal that yesterday going to the middle school orientation ended up being like two and a half hours long, which I did not expect uh, in the middle of the day. Um, but at the same time, there are some cons of now, you know, if I leave my office to go get water, both of my kids are right there and I can see them having fun with dad or they can see me and be like, mom, are you done working yet? You're done working yet? No, it's 10 a.m. I'm not done. Just getting some water. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a roundtable discussion covering a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Your hosts, Jason Thompson, John Moran, Jen Coons, and myself, Jim Driscoll, all live in different areas of the world, but work together in the same company. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. live version of any of the cams to fill the full screen so i could just have like my backyard cam or something going and nice seeing random stuff wander into view that's fun and that's you have such fun random stuff come through i do i do it's usually kids screwing around on motorcycles or weird wildlife <laughs> although now i adjusted the camera settings and i'm picking up a lot of the disc golfers which is fun because the seventh hole of the disc golf course is in my backyard the tee box for it um and before my camera wasn't picking up any of that activity but i adjusted it to catch any people back there so now every group that comes through the seventh tee box triggers my camera so that's fun (laughs) So, so you have like every every bit of the backyard surveilled Yes. And, and, and mostly I changed that setting because I was missing the deer and I like watching the deer. So the deer come into my backyard and, and eat, but they weren't coming. Well, in the middle of the night, they come right down into the backyard onto the grass. But during the day or early in the evening, they stay a little further back in the weeds and I wasn't picking them up. So I adjusted it to capture the deer. And by default, I ended up catching all the, the disc golfers. So, <laughs> that's awesome though. it's fun it's fun so what's what's the timeline on squadcast doing the simulcast i, I again i I'm, I'm pretty sure there's maybe three people in the world that would be interested in watching it but i think it would be super cool to add well it, it's podbean so they oh podbean's uh, the one that's yeah yeah podbean so could, the hosting service we use is going is introducing the simulcast so okay. i requested access to the beta so we could try that out. I haven't heard anything from them on yet, so it's just going into beta right now. Does but that mean they, that does that mean that Squadcast already has the ability to kick out a video feed? No. So Squadcast, they had something on their roadmap for the middle of this year, but they just released. So this is version two that we're using. So mm-hmm. they just released this, but I don't see anything to record yet. So it looks like that may have been bumped a bit, but that is on the roadmap to do the video feed. Podbean is the hosting service, and they're looking to introduce like the uh, the the live broadcast, and then also uh, we could, uh, once we have the video, 
we'll then be able to upgrade our hosting plan to also have the you know simulcast of the audio and video going out at the same time. So I guess we just have to figure out the logistics if Squadcast doesn't support video while we're recording. Yes. So that that that's the plan. You know, over the next several months, I want to keep an eye on their roadmaps when they. I have to imagine. I have to imagine it's there because I'm seeing more and more podcasts offering a video feed. So, well, it makes me wonder that you know they had originally had it on their plan for video. That it, it just may have been bumped, so it's it's got to be coming. Cool. Well, I like I like having the video, even though with version two for Gen we have a map of the greater Atlanta area. It looks like. Um, which and is I cool. even tried, like I legit tried. I can switch it to video. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, we're good. I don't want to. Just... I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I know, if you hover over your image on the right uh, upper right hand corner, you should see a camera button. I'm wondering if your camera is just disabled. No, it, it's uh, yeah. The camera button is disabled, and when I go into the further things, I, I get error messages about it okay. not being able to access my camera. So. All right. Well, well, we did solve one problem today. You know, before you weren't even able to get into the Squadcast recording, so we fixed that. So then we'll, we'll tackle the video next. That yeah. will be a huge yeah. accomplishment accomplishment to get Jen on video. She doesn't like <laughs> being on video. All the I time. don't like being on video. Well, and, and, okay. and aside That's from okay. like being worried about like how I look and everything, more than anything, I just get distracted by myself <laughs> so um narcissism or paranoia whichever direction we want to take it fair enough fair enough well what is our topic of the day so our topic today is the cons of working remote so we we've you know made no secret of how we're proponents of working remotely um you know, with anything, however, you know, you're going to run into pros and cons uh, of it. So in many of the previous episodes, we've talked about the benefits of working remotely and how to do it successfully. But this week, I want to talk about the cons of working remotely, maybe some of the the issues that we've run into or just like some of those little things that may nag us like, hey, if we were in an office, this might not happen. Now, I know one of the first things that someone's probably going to mention is, is, you know, the common things you see in various discussions. Well, if someone's working from home, how do I know that they're not being distracted by the laundry or the dishes or some other chores? Not necessarily those problems, but um, some of the other things that may not be listed under the benefit column you know, for working remotely. So this wasn't um, because I posted that my vacuum wandered in during <laughs> one of my conference calls? Nope, nope, we're used nope, to like, oh, my, my dog made noises or, or my kids <laughs> wandered in. No, it's your vacuum. Who has a name? Elmer Earl. Or Earl? Earl. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I, I think, and, and this is a, already jumping into a tangent, so I'll quickly get back to your main point. But it's it has been interesting to watch that arc of things we've been nervous about being <laughs> remote. And now I think most of us have come to accept that that's part of it and we're not trying to hide that we're oh, yeah. remote and 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 sometimes some of our best conversations and just being able to break the ice with with people is some kind of noise in the background yep. so i think it's been cool that we've been able to um we've been able to accept that and enjoy that as as part of what we do as part of the the cons uh 
working remote is really, really difficult um, because you you have to be, and I've, I've always used this analogy, you, you almost have to be like a franchise owner or a business owner for yourself. You know, there's no one there telling you what to do every minute, keeping you focused. You know, there, there are tools and we do things internally to help, but ultimately you're designing your day. And, and that can be really, really challenging. And it's one of the things when organizations look to go remote that I don't think they, they, they think about up front. You know, they think about the tools. So do we deploy Slack? Do we give everyone a webcam so we can feel more connected? Do we have kind of weekly standups? They think through all of those operational pieces. But what we don't think about is how do we provide training and mentoring and structure to our team members so they can properly define their their day because I, I'll be honest many many years in at this point 10 plus years in of fully working remote for me and I still find it challenging to to properly design my day at times and and for me what that looks like is I tend to end up working end up working too much um, mm-hmm. and and not scheduling time for myself and um, I notice that when I roll out of bed, I stay in my sweatpants and t-shirt, and I kind of blurry-eyed wander into the office and, and, and fire up the computer and start working. That, to me, is a sign that I'm like not properly balancing things. Um, so I have, to kind of force myself into the habit, I bought an app called Productive, um, which I have on my, my phone. I don't know if that's going to show up on here. Um, where I have kind of like, Thing, it's not focusing things that I want to do like during the day and especially in, in the morning and it kind of gamifies it where I'm trying to have streaks of things and it's stupid things like make my bed and take a shower and get dressed like things that if you went into an office you just take for granted that that's part of your workflow and are actually healthy things to me I have to have a structure to remind myself because it is something is a is a con of working remotely and especially working remote from home where I, I kind of forego that that balance, which is, is very much needed. Yep. And then for me, uh, yeah, there's definitely, you know, lots of folks who are concerned, like, how do I know that my employees are actually working as much as they say they are? And I, like Jason, I find my problem is more the, I'm, I'm working too much because there isn't that clear, like, oh, you're done for the day or whatever. Um, so but let's, let's come back to that because I think that that is a business challenge, not for us because of sure. the people we hired, but I want to touch on that, but go ahead. Um, but for me, sick days too is hard, uh, or are hard because, um, you know, I, I frequently will joke that, uh, the best part of working remote is you, you don't have to call in sick ever. And the worst part of working remote is you never call in sick, um, <laughs> <laughs> because you can get away with not doing it. So uh, there have been a few days where, for whatever reason, I, I don't know, I was on pain medicine and wasn't coherent. And I'd actually be like, oh, I can't string sentences together. I should probably <laughs> make myself not work. And that was really hard. <laughs> um, because even if I have like a miserable cold or whatever, I, I can always do you know, my bare minimum of work that I need to, to do to get through the day. Um, so that's one thing that I've struggled with, at least, is knowing and, and enforcing the bit of downtime. Yeah, uh, agreed. And I think, again, that's in, a, in alignment with 
um, what my biggest struggle is and to the point of actually having to map that out, like force myself, okay, in the morning rather than having coffee at my desk, I set a timer. I'm like, you have to sit outside without your phone and just sit there and drink coffee for 15 minutes. Otherwise, it's just this blur of of, of kind of work and that's definitely a struggle. But it was it was interesting that you brought up the point of, you know, trusting that we're working enough. Um, w- you know, we don't have that problem because we've hired a certain type of, of person to work here. Um, and, and you mentioned that our problem is probably working too much and that's a problem as well that, that we have to make sure we're keeping an eye on. Um, but I've seen a whole new industry of products popping up for helping um, ensure from a business perspective that your team is is working. Uh, so, you know, that is a very real, and we hear it all the time, like if we let them work from home, if we can't see them and monitor them in the office, how do we know that they're working? And we've taken the stance of, well, come on guys, it's all, in about, it's all about the outputs that you produce. Um, but, you know, we're taking a very narrow view of it where we have a very specific type of service that we offer but what if you know we're at home support agents for JetBlue or for a, you know our friends at Bamboo HR have a lot of reps that work from home and do support phone support, um, you know how do we know that they're properly using their time? And uh, recently I had a, a guy reach out to me from a company that has specifically created products for that, um, and he reached out and said, hey, we're putting together a book on how companies can properly work remotely and we want you to contribute to that. And I went and looked through their site and looked through their products and they have products that do everything and this gets super, super creepy even for us working in the analytics space um, where they have products that monitor um, how active you are on your computer, keystroke loggers, ma- you know, monitoring the applications you have up and in view. And I'm like, oh my hell, this is so against our our view of how things are done. And so I told them, no, we couldn't participate simply because we're not in alignment on, on that. But again, it's interesting to see products and services popping up to help companies address that fear of what are our, our people doing? So from a business perspective, that that's a very real challenge. I love that I can see Jim thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's how do I want to phrase this, this question? <laughs> because, like, I mean, to me, if you have to go to the extent of having keylogger software, and measuring the rate of keystrokes in app usage. Oh man, my key log would be so boring. Oh, <laughs> it's, I, I mean, there's such a lack of trust there. I mean, that, I mean, why even hire someone remotely if you have to go to, to, to that degree? So it's, yeah, I'm thinking like how to phrase the question or the statement, because for me, like that, that's just, I mean, to, to me, like, I think you're defeating the purpose of hiring remotely it means you're either hiring the wrong people or you have the wrong people managing the company yeah no for for sure and you know that's um, i'm not going to say it because i mentioned it on the the other podcast that i wasn't going to say this phrase um but that's probably a future podcast episode where we can focus uh we can focus just on 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 that but uh yeah it's it's interesting um you know, for me, and and I'm so distracted. Does that? Do you have a tie rack on your wall? Who me? Yeah. Oh no Not no no! <laughs> that, that's a race metal rack. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what? Is so distracted by the tie rack. That's a metal rack. No, so like the various races I've run. I, That's know, awesome. You've got a lot of medals. That is so, cool. This is the one from Disneyland two years ago. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, the one thing that I find fascinating and would love to dig into it a little bit more. And again, you know, we have a very narrow view of, of how this works with our own experience. But I find it fascinating that a lot of the cons that we come up with and that we face tend to be the opposite of what we hear from people about their general concerns of working remotely. You know, if the general yeah. consensus is, well, they're not going to work enough, they're not going to work hard enough, they're probably screwing around, and probably 99% of what we're going to list as our cons are the opposite of that. You know, we work too much. We, you know, we don't take time for ourselves. We don't even shower in the morning and we just get straight to work. You know, so it's, it's interesting that for at least for us... Our, our cons are directly different yeah. from what most people worry about. Well, I mean, one that came to mind for me is just the, the human contact aspect of it. So I think in one of the ones where we've talked about working successfully remotely and even just getting into the routines, like my morning routine is being at the gym at 630 in the morning. And there's a regular group uh, yeah, of people. Yeah, so is mine. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a regular yeah, no. group of people that I work out with. So... Other than say my wife, my son now, and, and other than that, like that, that that that's some human, you know, actual human interaction that I have, and I found like the days that I don't go to the gym, like if say I'm just not feeling well, the weather's been crap and I can't get out or whatever, like or just whatever, I, I miss the gym a couple of days, like I can go two three days of like no human contact other than my wife, and I'm like, yeah, that that's not a good thing. Yeah, I think that's that's challenging. And when I first started, one of the things I, I pushed for was regularly scheduling meetups with, with friends, whether it was lunch or, or just doing something to get out. I find it now more that I'm just looking for excuses to run errands, grocery shopping, going to the UPS store, um, where you know maybe I don't have to do that right now, but it's a good opportunity for me to get out and, and interact with people. Um, so, so you're I've, saying I've, I probably shouldn't just be buying all my stuff on Amazon so I don't have to get out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have an Amazon delivery like three days a week, so I, I'm probably not the right person to give uh, feedback on, on that. But yeah, I mean, for, for me, it would be, it's so easy just to have everything delivered, but I'm, you know, making excuses to actually go out because it's a good opportunity uh, to, to interact because it is a, it is a valid point, Jim. You know, there are... Yeah. There are times where, you know, we're just in, in the house or wherever and we just, you know, we don't have that, that level of interaction. Well, and we were, since my husband's a stay-at-home dad, we both have that a bit of not getting out and interacting with other adults enough. Um, and for a while there, it was like we were going out to dinner every night, not because we were craving, you know, outside food, but because that was our excuse for getting out of the house. Um that was years ago, though, and I am now so perfectly content being a hermit that it's scary. And that's <laughs> that's more my problem is like I don't <laughs> I don't even miss it that much, um, and that's probably not great for my health. But I do make sure to get out and walk, you know, walk the dog and around the neighborhood and stuff plenty. Um, but uh, 
So we were eating out every night, which got rather expensive. But on the other hand, if I were working outside of the home, I'd be paying every day for meals at the cafeteria or going out with the group to yeah. whatever. Um, and man, that that adds up really fast. Um, I will that say does. for me, one of the, the pros slash cons of working from home is the proximity to the pantry that uh, mm-hmm. any time that I'm like, oh, you know, I should stand up and walk around. That'd be good for me. I should step away from my computer. The most natural place to go is to the pantry to see if it's magically filled up with anything new or whatever. There's got to be some new goodies in there that just uh, happened exactly. to show up. And there often are, actually. So because <laughs> um, my, my husband is around and shopping and baking and whatever. So um, working from home, if I'm not at home, I'll forget to eat. Um, like on business trips and stuff, I'll, I'll frequently not eat very much. Uh, but since I'm at home and can just graze throughout the day, um, I've definitely noticed an impact <laughs> from working from home. Yeah. Uh, what? I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm a stress eater. <clears throat> so, like, I snack when I get stressed. So, I'll go upstairs. Like, I just start wandering. I go walk away from the computer. I'll start wandering. I'll make my way to the kitchen. And as I'm like rummaging through the fridge or the, you know, the pantry, my wife who's home right now, she's a teacher. So she's off for the summer. She'd be like, okay, what's wrong? What happened? Who's bothering you now? What's going on that you're, you're rummaging through the kitchen for the third time in the last hour. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yep. Yeah. I put, I, I put all my snacks downstairs. So at least I have to walk up and down yeah, the stairs to here. go get them. There is at least that. <laughs> Um, so well, get my and, step count in. And if I were, you know, stress eating or whatever at an office, then I probably still would be doing that. I would just be paying the vending machine each time I did it. So um, I suppose this this is still still probably preferable if I just had some self control. Indeed, a couple a couple items that may or may not directly ref, um, impact us. I think one of them does. The other one maybe not so much, but. There are two things that I consistently hear um, as cons of, of working remote. And I'm gonna have to dig up the article. I can't remember who authored it, but there was an article um, that mentioned upward mobility in organizations. It does not exist if you work remote. So working remote is great. If you wanna be an individual contributor and we wanna work remote, companies should support that. But if you have any desire to take on responsibility um, move up within an organization. You might as well give up that that vision if you also want to work remote because those those things aren't going to happen. Um, so that's that's a number one con I hear. The number two con I hear pretty consistently is that you can't innovate and collaborate remotely. So I'm interested in either your thoughts on either of those two cons that I hear quite quite a bit. Uh, I, I think the first one is is a legitimate one especially depending upon the culture of the, the company. That yeah, it depends for. on the org. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, there was one company I worked for that supported remote teams and in-market teams. But if you wanted to be more than that, you had to move to the corporate office. I mean, and they, they were very upfront about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it very much depends upon your company, the way the company is structured. So depending upon who you are, who you're working for, that that could be a very legitimate concern. Fair. What about what about the collaboration thing? Uh, Because that one that is one that definitely does affect us, um, because 
we are, whether it's through client work or things that we're looking to build within our company, there, there has to be some level of, of collaboration. Do you see us being remote? Maybe not taking that to zero, but maybe it takes us longer. Maybe we don't get to the right answer because we're not in person. Uh, it takes, uh, yeah, Jen. I was just gonna say, I, I think it may sometimes take a little longer and some of that, and, and this is also a separate issue on its own, but some of that's just the technology of, you know, any time that you do try to all hop on a call or do a screen share or whatever, there's the inevitable, oh, why isn't my mic working? Or let me text so-and-so and see why they're not here or whatever. Um, but aside from that, uh, I, I do think it takes a little bit longer to effectively communicate when you're uh, collaborating and, and particularly working on, say, the same deliverable. You know, Jim and Bryant and I have all been working on something um, and, uh, we're, we're doing like, you know, an hour or two stint all together and then taking it back to ourselves and doing big chunks on our own and then and coming back. Um, but even that, that hour or two to get or two together, the technology of, you know, I'll be telling a person, you know, type it this way and they already typed it that way. I just don't know that because there's a screen lag <laughs> or whatever. That just wouldn't be an issue if we were physically in the same office. Um, but at the same time, um, I think when we are collaborating, it tends to be a lot more focused because mm -hmm. it has to be. And uh, I might have a lot more of that physically sharing a desk or conference room with a coworker in a you know shared location. Um, in a, we can just end up chatting the day away or I can't actually get any of my own work done because everything can be collaboration time. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, I don't know. I, it's manageable, in my opinion. What do you what do you what do you think about as far as the services that we offer? So I, you know, what we're doing is not unique in the services space, especially for this size of a company, and especially in analytics. There's, there are a lot of examples of maybe not fully remote um, companies in our space, but companies that are large, largely remote. Um, I, does that apply? here as well as far as our ability to work remotely with with clients the reason i bring it up is that uh several times um a year i get interest from prospects and one of the first things on their list is okay what does it look like to have you guys on site you know three to four days a week and i'm like that's never going to happen and they're like well how are we going to work together uh, some of that, again, the technology limitations of uh, it is a pain being remote and not on site with a client to get the VPN set up, to have them ship out a laptop if needs be, like all of that can be a big pain in the butt, I won't lie. Um, and then some of it, uh, I, I do think for certain activities it is easier to do on site. And I, I do often appreciate the at least once with uh, any big engagement, meeting them in person just so I, I have names to go with faces and things like that but aside from that unless there is a really big collaborative thing um, that we want to make a workshop of where we're saying hey we are all blocking off eight hours and just doing this thing today um, I, I don't I don't feel like we're losing all that much by not being on site more I will say though that even with that workshop idea I don't think 
why that works better sometimes is because of the physically all being together. I think it's actually the blocking off eight hours of your day. Like I don't need to be on site if we all just pretended I was on site and they all blocked off their calendars and, and we all really dedicated ourselves to this thing uh, the same as they would if I if they had paid to fly me out there. It may be just as productive. It's just really hard to get folks to to see it as uh, or prioritize it the same if it is in fact remote yeah interesting stuff I, I'm, I'm interested so again the the two major cons outside of what we opened up with and that was the whole are people working are you really working are you working hard enough thing the two major things that i hear are you know if you're an employee and you want to rise up through an organization that's a challenge um collaboration is a challenge. Do you guys hear other major issues as, as cons? I'm, I'm trying to scratch like deep into cons that, that we face. And I'm not just saying it, I just don't have a really deep list. Maybe I'm not being critical enough. I think maybe not within the industry, but I certainly hear enough from friends and family and all of that, like, oh, I don't know if I'd have the focus for that, or I would just get such cabin fever. Those are the biggest things that I hear, at least outside of the industry, that folks are like, oh, I could never do that. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, I, I almost feel like when I am on site, that's when I have the focus problems, because uh, I can be a bit chatty. And, uh, mm -hmm. and particularly some orgs that I've been at where there is another equally chatty person um, <laughs> <laughs> that we, we just... Uh, yeah, it, it's sometimes best to keep us apart. Um, so focus wise, it's so hard for me to remember back to when I started being remote, like, was that an issue? But it, it's not anymore for me, I guess, that I feel like I focus much better um, in my own little room away from the world. Uh, but... Yeah, I, when, when I was actually thinking a couple of minutes ago when you were talking about like workshops, you know, next week you and I are going on site for, for four days and and honestly I think a lot of times we're more productive when we're not there it's next week yeah. is going to be a lot of the, the FaceTime and depending upon it, it all depends upon how you define productivity I think they're going to you know the, a lot of these conversations are going to be per, uh, productive in their own way in you know building rapport building relationships but if you're looking at it from did this project move forward or did these things get done that allow us to move on to this next project? Yeah. I don't think you're going to see as much of that. Yeah, I agree. I'm interested in your, one of the great things about services is we get to look inside so many different companies. We, we get kind of the inside view of how lots of companies operate, which I think is, is awesome. I, I'm interested in your experiences. If you've seen companies going back to the point of, it's, it's difficult to have management or be promoted up um, in a remote capacity. If you've seen anything to the contrary to that, or if you've seen examples where that, that actually may, be, uh, may have some, some truth to it. That the reason I'm thinking about it is we work with a client that's based here in Utah, and they've been really building out their digital marketing organization as, as of late. And three of their um, executive level you know, mid to upper management level folks within that organization are remote. I believe one's in Seattle, one's in Austin, and I want to say one is in Ann Arbor or somewhere. Um, so they're, they're remote individually to, to the team. The bulk of the team um, is actually located on site 
here in Utah, but the management team is is distributed. Um, interested in in if in your thoughts on that, or if you've seen any examples in companies you've worked for as where that's worked, or maybe where it hasn't worked. I haven't seen a lot of examples, and I think that's sadly because a lot of folks don't want their upper uh, any of the management type folks to be remote. <laughs> um, like I literally was moved out to Atlanta uh, for the company I was working at because I was going from a more, uh, well, from a more consultant role to a more management role. And they decided management's easier to do from, you know, a centralized location. Um, so um, even at, you know, say a very large org that I happen to work with that's based in Lehigh and does analytics, um, <laughs> I felt like as a consultant, I didn't have a really difficult time getting the I don't know, branding of myself within the company or getting to know the right folks or whatever. You know, they have a very active community, um, lots of ways of collaborating and talking to each other and, and all of that. Um, it was more if I were to want to change positions or change to a different part of the org or go up into management, just like everywhere else that I've seen, that's where it starts to become a, you know, you need to be on site for that. So, um, there are, I think there are, for some companies, there are just certain roles that are okay for remote and then some roles that are never okay for remote. <coughs> and, um, you know, at that particular company, some roles were awesome for remote, but they, you know, that it was still stuck within just that little realm. Yeah. And, and yep. since we're talking about really just, oh, sorry, Jim, go ahead. Yeah. I, won't. I was just going to echo that, you know, something similar happened to me or a company I was working for, for you know, several years ago, uh, I came in at one role and after a while expressed, you know, taking on a new role and more or less was told, you know, unless you're planning on moving halfway across the country to, you know, the, the, the corporate location, no, you know, regardless that we know you could do the job, it's we want you here. And that, that, that kind of got my back up. It's like, okay, you, if I said I was moving there, you know, I, I would be able to move into that position. But because I'm not, that, that's what's preventing me from from yeah. taking the position. Yeah. Since we're talking about really distributed teams, I think that's that has challenges in and of itself. Um, and I think it's important to address from a remote standpoint um, where you have part of the team at a centralized location or a hub and you have other team members that are are remote. Um, I know, you know, specifically speaking of Adobe, that they've been toying around with the hub and spoke model and trying to tackle some of those challenges. and. Um, Jen and I have had past history uh, at a company that was distributed and leadership in multiple locations and other employees remote. And I would say one of the cons, if it's not addressed, is the feeling of disconnection from the remote team and um, kind of a, a sense of being left out um, with what's happening at the main location. So if at the main location, it has the majority of your executive team and management team, there's a very real feeling of being on the outside looking in and, and feeling like things are happening at the headquarters and being able to rub shoulders with an executive maybe gives you um, a, a leg up in, in what you're trying to accomplish. And I think it's something that unless it's addressed can be a very, very real con for, for both the remote employee and the company as a whole. Well, and it's, it's frequently not even planned things. It's not like it's a, a planned meeting of executives with you know, lower level folks or anything. It's a, 
bumping into them at the water cooler or, oh, hey, we happen to all be going out to lunch. And that's how you get to know folks in other departments that you don't have a real obvious reason for interacting with, like that sort of thing. Um, and as far as addressing that, I think part of it is just being very, very aware, having that very active community online of, you know, lots of Slack and uh, texting and whatever for unofficial purposes. Like uh, Brian tonight, we haven't worked on a project together yet, but he's pretty good about just reaching out and saying, hey, you know, good morning. How you doing? Um, which is really nice because uh, it's it's all too easy to not have those like accidental unplanned interactions if you're not all in the same place. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I agree because, um, you know, when I, you know, sit down at the computer or not technically stand, um, <laughs> you know, when, when I get to my computer and start working, like a lot of times I just go boom right into heads down mode and yeah, you, you, you start to lose just the casual interactions that you would get, you know, when you arrive at the office or walking toward your desk, you know, you bump into someone in the hallway, you know, even if it's just a quick hire or, or whatnot, you, you, you definitely miss out on that. I will say though, that sometimes that feeling of, you know, that FOMO um, is perhaps not entirely based in reality that mm -hmm. sometimes it's just that grass is greener feeling of, well, if I were mm -hmm. on site, I would be more of more part of the group or I would get to know so-and-so better or whatever. And then you're actually on site and you realize that, okay, well, we may have all gone out to eat together, but um, didn't necessarily have that connection or have that window in, that's going to open up my next role or something like that, that you couldn't have had just by interacting on the phone or, um, you know, taking a few moments at the beginning of a conference call to small chat or whatever. So I, yeah, sometimes right. it feels like you're missing out, even though you're not. You're right. I, I don't think it's, um, and, and again, I don't think it's something that the company is thinking about or, or thinking about putting in place like, Oh, we should exclude our remote people. Sure. Um, and, and to your point, I think a lot of those things are, are not really exclusionary as it is, but it's in, it's in a lot of remote employees' heads. So whether it's actually happening or not, it, it definitely has an impact on, on how they view things, especially for people that um, tend to take a, a, a negative view, which, you know, my cognitive distortions are that, where it's <laughs> like if, if 99 things could happen... Um, <laughs> And 98 of them were good. Um, I, I would flip it and have it be the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, I will say that for especially bigger orgs that have that remote, at least a partially remote um, set of folks that uh, making sure that folks do have reasons to interact beyond their roles or they aren't just stuck within their own org or work division team, I suppose, um, whether that's an all hands or, I don't know, a brown bag or whatever we want to call it so that folks from the consulting org end up talking and knowing the names of some of the sales executive folks or the, um, the folks working on this other tool or product. I, I think those those are the accidental interactions that can happen when you're all in the same place, but those accidental interactions can also happen remotely if the opportunity is just given. Um, you know, if they all happen to be on a call or uh, training or whatever together. 
Yeah, and I think we've we've tried to embrace that, um, and at least in the openness of our conversations, whether it's internal or with clients, that it's okay to have a little of that buffer time. Because realistically, if you're in an office and you wander into a meeting room, that happens organically anyway, right? It's yeah. not like you just sit down there and it's like, okay, now the agenda is, you, you know, you have that small talk. And so I think it's important to to try to replicate that because that is important. And we've, we've tried to do things like, you know, creating areas within our internal Slack just to share random things. And I, I think that is, is helpful as well. But it's still, I still think it's very challenging to have those casual, you know, hey, Jen, how's it going? And, and sadly, it's been, you know, we've gone days and sometimes a week or so without talking I'm like this feels weird you know and so figuring out how to have that feel natural and and have that connection is important because we're people you know and Mm -hmm. we want to be connected to the people we work with and it doesn't always have to be overly structured and about business and and that doesn't happen organically without putting in the work to to make it happen so very much a con if you, you don't have the right support system to make that work yep And for me, one of the cons, well, pros and cons, all of these, they're nuanced, um, is the uh, being able to get a second opinion or have someone look over your shoulder or whatever when you're up against an issue that, uh, not like I feel all that sheepish or shy reaching out to one of you guys saying, you know, this website's loading really funky for me. Is it just me? Or could you also, you know, pull it up and see what it looks like? But I'm probably not going to do that quite as quickly as I would if, I could turn around and look at your desk and see that you're not doing anything super important and it's very mm. easy because we're right next to each other. Um, you know, I, I might play around with it on my own a little bit longer before I bother reaching out to someone else. But I, uh, why I say that's also a little bit of pro though is because I am one of those people that likes to get sucked into other people's <laughs> issues like that. Um, yeah. That's my presence on Measure Slack. And um, Well, you like you truly like to, you get I a do. lot of, validation and feel yep. good for I am validation people, so. needy um <laughs> but that that can make it hard to focus sometimes so yes I am not reaching out quite as often or not reaching out until I've thoroughly made sure I can't resolve it on my own but at the same time folks aren't reaching out to me quite as often until they're thoroughly sure that they've checked it out as, as yeah. much as they can on their own so again pros and cons Jim, what do you think about the con of just being a voice? Because I, I've seen a change with you over the last few weeks or months where you've made it a point, even if no one else is, to be on camera. Um, it, it sometimes, you know, since, you know, God, I can't talk today. Sorry, I didn't, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot here. No, 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 no. I know exactly what I want to say. My brain's just fried. I can't speak. Um, you know, being remote, the majority of your, you know, the meetings being some form of conference call, WebEx or whatnot, it's, it, it, it can be very easy for people to start uh, multitasking, including sometimes myself as, as the host. Sometimes like if uh, someone else kind of would take over part of the conversation and start talking, next thing you know, I've got a web browser open. So one of the ways to prevent that, whereas like, Again, if you're in the office, it's uh, people multitask, you know, in a conference room, but I think it's harder to do. I've even seen some companies say no laptops in a conference room, <coughs> take notes, bring an actual notebook um, to, to, to prevent this from happening. So oh, man. Jen, tried... By the way, Jen and I had a whole disagreement <laughs> about that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I have strong opinions on that. But um, yeah, to, to me, one of the, the pros of working from home is I can multitask without judgment. 
um, because frankly, I'm, I'm really good at multitasking. <laughs> and what I'm not good at is paying attention to a single thing without distraction. Then my mind will find a distraction and take me away elsewhere. So um, yeah, that is something I struggle with when I am on site. And it got to the point with like, there was a certain client that I was on site with a lot and worked 40 hour weeks with that she and I both realized we were the same in that way. And we would be playing Sudoku on our phones simultaneously while meeting with each other. And, and it was a relief that neither of us took offense. You know, we, we got it, that that's, that's how we focused best. So um, for me with legitimate ADHD, like if I need to get a doctor's note to say, Jen is allowed to bring her laptop into meetings because she will focus better <laughs> if she can, you know, open a browser to look at things that are ever so slightly moderately related <laughs> to what's being discussed or whatever. And then, you know, I will challenge folks to call me out on it of, you don't seem very focused. I think it's because you're <laughs> Sudokuing that it, no, it, it uh, if, if you ca catch me not being focused, it's probably because I'm staring at a wall daydreaming. And now we're totally off on a different tangent. I completely apologize for cutting you off, but I, I get it. I get it, Jen. And you know, and I was fact, thinking I, so I have I have like I have this that I mess around with on conference calls. So we um, supported an initiative that Jim's wife was working on to get uh, 3D printers those. into the classroom. Well, talk to Jim. Okay. Um, so she sent me this little you know pendant widget of our 3D or our 33.6 logo, and I just have it sitting here. And if you if you could see the camera pan down, like I'm going like this, and I'm just kind of fidgeting <laughs> with it. So I, I get it. We all have yeah, our my, yeah. My desk is full of fidget toys. Wait, what? Wait, what do you have, Jim? I have, I have like the. Oh yeah, an, a legit fidget cube. <laughs> I have magnet toys. They get kind of loud though. Like you can hear, so I have See, to not so play with So we we all we all have our ways of kind of keeping yeah. ourselves. So sorry, Jim, I cut you off talking about the importance <laughs> of FaceTime. No, so w what I found is to help. In this part part of it's for me, and part of it is for the audience. And I do this most uh, with, with several clients now, where they've got the webcam installed in a conference room, and mo the majority of the time when we book a meeting, they'll book that conference room so that they see me and I can see them and it helps really keep us engaged. So what it's done is instead of our meetings being very just like, okay, here's an update on this item and here's an update on this item, it's much more collaborative and you see a bit more back and forth because we can actually just make eye contact. And then that's why I also moved over to this as a recording tool. I feel it, it's helped make the natural flow of the conversation because think about like, if you can't see me and I'm struggling for a second to come up with what I want to respond, you just think I'm, I'm not paying attention. Whereas now, you, you know, earlier you could see me struggling. Okay, how do I want to phrase this? Because my brain just doesn't want to work today. Mm -hmm. um, kind, of, kind of thing. So I've tried to, in recent months, yes, be, be much more proactive with using the web camera, you know, w w when appropriate. I mean, there, there's some clients that necessarily, you know, they, they they don't necessarily you know need it or, or want to use it so that, that's fine but there's a few others that do and it's helped make the, the conversations much more collaborative and you know keeps the the conversation on point yeah yeah and I, you know i don't think you need to be on all the time and this definitely isn't um like a, a requirement but i think it can be a potential con if you're just seen as a voice and to jen's point you know being able to meet in person and, and make that connection in, in lieu of that, being able to at least be a moving 
picture, right? That it's okay. Jim is a real person and I can more easily connect with him. Um, off topic, but I want to share this story because I think it's so cool. Uh, to that that point, um, I think I may have shared this with, with you, Jim. So we have a, a client based in London. And uh, this was several years ago uh, before we were working with them. We had a, a sales call with their team at 6.30 mountain time in the morning. And uh, as I do, I just kind of rolled out of bed in my t-shirt and um, much, much longer hair at that point in time that was all over the place sticking up. And I, I get on the, the, the call and they're in a conference room with oh, the camera yeah. on. Oh yeah, you have, you've mentioned this before. Let me see uh, have I, have I mentioned it on the podcast? If so, I, I think you may read. have, but that's okay. okay. But I, I think it was like early on. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's worth repeating. So, so I'm like, we're really doing this. And they're like, yeah, we want to see who we're going to be working with. So I turned on my, my camera and just without, without a hitch, just had the full conversation about, you know, here's what we're proposing. Here's how we'd like to partner with you. And then after the call concluded, our, our stakeholder over there called me, called me back and said, Dude, that was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. He's like, we, we, we strongly felt that you were the right partner for us from a skills perspective, but the fact that you felt okay to turn on your camera and knowing that you had kind of just rolled out of bed and it was early and it's 630 in the morning, that's cool. Um, it sealed it because we, we've had a desire of wanting to work with an agency that was just authentic and we couldn't get a better sense of how authentic you were than that. So, <laughs> yeah, so thank you. Very authentic. But yeah. uh, at the same time, like with the, as an argument for less video and all of that, which we probably could do a whole podcast on just uh, to video or not to video. Um, but think of all the time, especially pr representing the female side of things, um, where frequently there is a lot of makeup and hair and shopping for clothes and the whatever that, Sure, men men have some of that pressure too, but I uh, I think it's fair to say that there's a little bit more uh, expectation on the female side of things. Um, think of all the time I'm saving not doing that. Um, you know, the, the <laughs> that I can be spending on working instead. Like most folks who work remote say, oh yeah, I save so much time uh, not commuting. Um, but yeah, I save a ton of time not commuting and not getting all primped up because you know, I have to have straightened hair and or, you know, some degree of, of makeup or whatever. So, um, again, pros and cons to everything. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a fair and, and valid point. Um, because I me waking up at 630 a.m., I guarantee <laughs> is a very different site. Well, especially, you know, I work from home. It's very hot. It's Atlanta. So I'm frequently in like tiny little tank tops or ridiculous sundresses or whatever. And um, it's just a whole other degree of unprofessional <laughs> at that point. Mm -hmm. Whereas men, if they're just in their, you know, white shirt that they sleep in and bed hair in most cases for men isn't quite as, as bad and whatever. So, um, yeah. And, and when I talk about, you know, integrating, you know, the video, this is something that, that I found has worked for me. That doesn't mean it's, it's going to work oh, sure. for everyone. Yeah. And you bring up definite legitimate counter arguments to it. Like, I mean... You know, this is something that I, I feel works for me. It's worth sharing. That being said, if it doesn't work for you, I mean, again, again, I think you, you've got some very valid, valid points to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, overall, I think uh, I think working from home is really, really hard. But I think anything is really, really hard. Um, and one of the frustrating things to me is that 
oftentimes we come up with these lists of cons about why working remotely is, is difficult. And the conclusion is, well, we're not going to support it. We're not going to do that because it's hard. But we could say the same thing. Working in an office is really, exactly. really hard. Yeah, there are pros we, and cons, just like we've yeah, been saying. Yeah, there, there are pros and cons. We can talk about open office, floor plans, uh-huh. and wasted yeah, time that about, happens in an office. Did I ever tell you about the, the one project manager I worked with? Oh, God, when did I work with him? good seven years ago, seven, eight years ago or so, he would send an email. Then he would follow up with an instant message. If he didn't answer his instant (laughs) message, I mean, like, I mean, I'm talking within minutes. Like I sent you an email. Did you look at it yet? And if he didn't answer the instant message, he would call you. If he didn't pick up the phone, he'd be walking over to your desk. And all this would happen in a matter of like 10 minutes or so. And I got to the point where I had to have this conversation with him. Like I, I, don't plan my day around email. I don't mm-hmm. sit there and wait for emails to come in. I will respond. If you don't hear anything in about a day or so, then by all means, you know, give me a call. But don't do this. Send an email, then an IM, then a phone call, then a walkover. Because right. there was one time, like, I, I was in the middle of having a conversation with somebody at my desk. We were trying to solve a problem. And the phone rang. I'm like, he's going to be here in a couple minutes. And with that, he comes walking <laughs> around. And I stood up and said, not now, <laughs> later. And he's like, what? I'm like, not now. And he, he, he walked away and I'm just like, okay, now I'm done. <laughs> um, awesome. So one thing we haven't mentioned since now all three of us are parents, um, the whole kid factor and again, pros and cons. Like I love that when my kids get home from school, they can pop in. And even if I'm on a call, I can give them a silent hug or whatever. Um, I get to see them so much more. Certainly I have a much more flexible schedule. It wasn't a huge deal that yesterday going to the middle school orientation ended up being like two and a half hours long, which I did not expect uh, in the middle of the day. Um, But at the same time, there are some cons of now, you know, if I leave my office to go get water, both of my kids are right there and I can see them having fun with dad or they can see me and be like mom are you done working yet you're done working yet no it's 10 a.m i'm not done just getting some water um that yeah for me it on one hand i like that i get to see what they're doing with their day and i get to see more of them on the other hand it can be much harder to be like oh i have this thing i absolutely have to finish and i can hear them giggling down the hall having fun and yeah yeah, no, it's it's a it's a very real challenge. In fact, I was thinking about it last week. There's a new co-working location across uh, the street from Adobe that just opened up, and um, I've been looking at getting a, a desk pass there um, that I can use a couple of times a month just for when I have those times where it's like mm-hmm. I I just need to to focus and crank something out because to your point, it's it it is hard um, from a from an emotional perspective. It's it's very, very challenging. So my my four-year-old is really big into the Lego um, <laughs> series right now. So he's playing Lego City. He's playing Lego Marvel. They're the best um, video games. They really oh. are, especially for younger kids, but even for adults. They're fantastic. I, I, I will admit that I am hooked. Um, and okay. so, you know, he, one of the highlights of his day, or at least I like to think so, is he likes to play play together. Um, and so even though he understands the concept of, of working from home and he's very good about knowing, you know, he, 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 he can tell certain cues when I'm on a call or he'll ask, are you on your call? Are you off a call? So he gets it. Um, but there'll be times when he'll come in and he'll be like, can we, can we play Marvels now? I'm like, no, I have to finish something and I'll just, his head will drop and I'm like, oh my God, you know, so do I walk away from this? So, I mean, that, that, that is definitely challenging. 
um, for for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, there'll be times right now. I think things are, you know, and again, everything's relative. You know, th- things are relatively easier because he's not motoring around. You know, he, he naps. You know, at, at, at parts during the day. But yeah, he's what five, be, four, five months. Uh, four months on Sunday. All right. Um, so there, there'll be times when, um, you know, I, I can hear him crying. So if I'm not in the middle of something, I'm able to run upstairs and, you know, help, help Suzanne, you know, with whatever she needs. Um, that being said, I think it, it, it's going to be harder yet yeah, when he starts moving around or start starts to become a calm, more conscious and aware. And those are the days that, you know, I, I know that might be tougher, but. Yeah, like you know, every now and then, like especially right after he was born and I came back to work, I'd quick run upstairs and give him a quick hug and then come back to work and, you know, n- not necessarily seeing, you know, the, the, the same issues. Yeah. Yeah. No, this has been an, an awesome conversation. And I think the takeaway really is, is that, as Jen mentioned, that everything really has pros and cons. There's no, you know one situation where it's all pros and and ultimately things especially if you're doing things of any worth or value are are inherently difficult and and hard and and so you know that's that's been my frustration around remote is again that people write it off because there are cons and i'm like but we could so easily do the same thing with an office and say well there's cons to working to in an office so we might as well not do business um And, and so I think the takeaway is just to, to recognize that whatever your setup is, there's, there's pros and cons. Um, don't just brush it off that there are, address those and try to make it as, as fruitful as, as possible. But know that if, you know, working remote or having a distributed company is something that's within your culture, there are always going to be cons, but that shouldn't be an excuse not to, to do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. And, and since we had talked a lot of the pros of working remote, I thought it'd be a good time to balance it out with, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the cons of it and some yeah, of the for sure. run into. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's been, uh, it's been a good chat. It's been good to have Jen back on and, um, yeah, yeah I think Me we have a, <laughs> cool. I saw, I saw, I saw a comment, uh, online cause speaking of multitasking, I, I posted a <laughs> screenshot of our, our squad cast and, and... I replied. <laughs> We're both multitasking. And, and Jen replied, and then Rudy Shumpert jumped on and said, hey, that looks like Atlanta. I think I could see my house. <laughs> All in real time. See? Yeah. There are pros to multitasking, even. <laughs> good stuff. Good conversation. Cool. Yeah, really good one. So thank you both much, and uh, we'll talk to everybody later. All right. See ya. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at www.33sticks.com. The 33 Tangents podcast is a production of 33 Sticks.